Hi, I'm Tim Peter, and I wanted to speak to you for a moment before you listen to this week's show. You may have noticed that from time to time this year, we started releasing rebroadcasts of prior episodes. There's a number of reasons why we do this. Producing a weekly podcast that I and the team feel is worth your time is a fair bit of work. You have to outline a script, produce the episode, edit the recording, review the transcript, publish the episode, and then promote it. Don't get me wrong, I love doing it. It also can be challenging to get it right. And that's assuming everything goes right. Sometimes my travel schedule gets a bit crazy. Sometimes client deliverables take longer than expected, or last-minute critical issues on a client's behalf take precedence. Sometimes I need a break. And sometimes I just don't have anything to add to the conversation. When this happens, we release a rebroadcast instead of trying to just shove something out the door. But always, the team and I try to find an episode that highlights an important topic and succeeds in doing that in a fun, interesting, and enlightening way. This week, I think, is very much an example of what I've just described. Last week's show was all about how to market in uncertain times. And during that discussion, I referenced a prior episode, The Lost Art of Value Ads. Given the ongoing uncertainty that many businesses face, the continuing rise of inflation, the increased likelihood of a recession, I didn't think I could share anything more valuable in this immediate moment than I did in that original episode. I will definitely have more to add to the discussion over time, but right now, that episode covers what's most important to know. So I hope you enjoy this rebroadcast of The Lost Art of Value Ads and find it useful in your business. And let me know what you think. Let me know what you'd like to hear more of. Let me know how to make our conversation better. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. And now on with the show. Welcome to Thinks Out Loud, internet marketing expertise your business needs. I'm Tim Peter. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome back to Thinks Out Loud, your source for all the digital marketing expertise your business needs. My name is Tim Peter. This is episode 277 of The Big Show, and thank you so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. I want to start by following up on last week's episode and actually an article I wrote earlier this week about coronavirus. And I want to be really clear, this is not intended to be a medical update. I don't know what's going to happen with coronavirus, with uh, COVID-19. I don't know what's going to happen to the economy, but it does seem increasingly likely that we're going to see some business impacts from this virus uh, in lots and lots and lots of industries. And I'm seeing a large number of marketers and a, a fairly large number of companies start to do sales and discounts and all these other kinds of things 
to try to keep customers engaged, to try to keep customers coming back for more. And I have to say, it always drives me nuts when I see people do this. I, it's always a mistake. Always. I know I'm going to get in some heat for this one. People are going to have some problems with this, but it's not hard to lower prices. It's hard on your business, but it's not hard from a creativity standpoint. It's not hard from a sales perspective. It is always the simplest thing to do. And it is almost always the very worst thing you can do. I wrote a piece years ago that talks about the race that you can't win. Uh, something I call the race to zero and why it's such a bad idea for businesses. What typically happens is you have soft business results in a given period, a given month, a given week, a given quarter, what have you, but it's bad. So you reduce prices in an effort to attract more interest in your business, to attract more sales. Invariably, you have to cut service or marketing to then pay for those lower uh, revenues, that lower price that you're doing. So it's this is really the first place where you start to go wrong because we all, as we all know, customer experience is queen. Now, in some cases, your short-term sales do improve. You do drive more volume. However, in many cases, they don't. And the reason that they don't is because your competitors can see your prices just as easily as your customers can because of the price transparency, because of the radical transparency that digital creates. Everybody knows what your prices are. And so your competitors can cut their prices right away too. And so they offer a sale or a discount or a deal or what have you so that they begin to eat into whatever you know, short-term and possibly non-existent advantage you may have received from your initial price cut. But two big negatives follow from this. Well, actually three, but I'll get to that one. The first is customer expectations of what your product is worth go down because you just told them, hey, this isn't worth as much as it used to be. And the second thing is, because you had to cut either service or marketing to pay for the newer, lower price, they're typically not going to get as good an experience. And so that's a huge problem that then tends to lead to additional soft business results. I didn't make this up. This has existed for years, and it's a death spiral. It's a race you cannot possibly win. And it, much like war games, you know, the best way to win is don't play the game in the first place. Don't run the race. Which, I want to be fair, you're probably sitting there right now going, yes, but we've got this big emergent health crisis and it's really hurting our business right now. What do we do? And that's fine. That's completely fine. That's a fair question. I'm going to answer that but I cannot emphasize enough that the right answer usually is not to lower your prices. So what do you do? Well, the first thing you have to remember is customers, believe it or not, don't care about the price. 
I'm completely serious about this. Now, obviously, when we look at price elasticity curves and things like that, we all know that as your price goes up, your sales go down. But as your price goes up, typically your profits go up too. And so the amount of money you make as a company up to a certain point can be improved by raising prices, by holding prices. The reality is that if people who bought from you are complaining about price, it's not because your price was too high. It's because they didn't see the value they received for what they paid. This is always true. We've done years of things like sentiment analysis on social posts to see what customers care about when they're talking about a product or service. And invariably, if they're happy about the price, they, they typically don't bring it up. It's very rare that someone will bring it up other than, than to say maybe, oh, and I got a good deal too. But when they talk about the product being expensive or the service being expensive, they almost always, almost always are really talking about how unhappy they are with the value that they received. And that's what you need to focus on. I'm going to come back to this in just a second. But just to point out why, how you know this is true in the real world, you may be familiar in economics with the idea of a Veblen good. Now, a Veblen good is a luxury good. It's the type of good that breaks the price elasticity curve. In a Veblen good, the more you charge, the more you sell. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. It, it really only works for luxury goods or very rare types of experiences and the like. But it's a perfect example of why price is emotional, not logical. You know, why wouldn't I want to buy a high-end watch or a high-end car or a really great suit or a really great home for a lower price? Because if the price is too low, the customer thinks, how good could it possibly be? The price is a signal that they're maybe not getting good quality. And that only works if the price is driven by emotion and feeling more than it's driven by some logical spreadsheet that says above this price, it's too expensive and below this price, it's, it's a good deal. It is an emotional response. And so what you want to do when times get tough is not lower your prices, but think in terms of how can I increase value? Think, what can you add into the price to make your offering more valuable to your customer? Can you provide additional service on top of what they already get? Can you offer additional content or exclusive access to either information or resources or people? Can you partner with others in your market to provide discounts on complementary goods or services? Look for those opportunities that help you increase the value proposition that the customer gets for the dollar that they pay, for the money that they pay. And they are going to be more inclined to buy from you. It also makes it much, much tougher for them to compare you with your competitors because your offering now isn't like for like. You've suddenly bundled in additional stuff. 
Some of these may have cost associated with them. So start looking first for things that you can offer that don't increase your costs dramatically or at all if you can. Look for things that have a low cost to you first, but do increase the value that your customers see. And if you do it really well, and I've seen lots of examples of this over the years, you know, can you look at any of those as potential upsells or levers to future sales, right? We all, we know it's always easier to sell to an existing customer than it is to find a new one. So if you're offering them some additional service, some additional product, some additional benefit, can that itself be a freemium offer where you give them that included in the price they paid, you know, a subscription to some content, a subscription to some insights, a subscription to some, you know, additional features. Oh, and you want to unlock the next level up? Well, that's just an extra X dollars per month or X dollars per year. And it can be a great way to actually improve the revenue that you receive during a downturn and not just cut the revenue that you receive. So I started by saying, you know, hey, we're, we're looking at coronavirus. We're looking at, you know, is this going to have some big impact on the economy? Is it going to hurt us or put us into a, a recession? And we don't know, right? I have links in the show notes to other episodes that talk about these topics and give some insights into things you should be watching for. But what you don't want to do is you don't want to cut your prices. Instead, you want to deepen the relationship with the customer by continuing to offer them a great experience and increasing the value that they receive for the money that they give you. And when you do that, you're going to find yourself in a good position, not only for any economic softness we may be facing right now or in the coming months, but in a significantly better position relative to your competition, especially when the economy gets good again. Because you were the one who actually helped the customer, gave them a better experience, and offered them a better value overall. And that's always going to be a win. Now, looking at the clock on the wall, we are out of time for this week. I want to remind you that you can find the show notes for today's episode, as well as an archive of all past episodes, by going to timpeter.com slash podcast. Again, that's timpeter.com slash podcast. While you're there, you can click on the subscribe link you find there to have Things Out Loud delivered to your favorite podcatcher every single week. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Stitcher Radio or Overcast or whatever your favorite podcatcher happens to be. Just do a search for Tim Peter Thinks, Tim Peter Thinks Out Loud, or things out loud. We should show up for any of those. While you're there, I'd also very much appreciate it if you could provide us a positive rating and review. It gives other listeners a window into the show and helps them understand that we're something they'd like to listen to as well. You can also find Things Out Loud on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Tim Peter Associates. You can find me on Twitter using the Twitter handle at TCPeter. And of course, you can email me by sending an email to podcast at timpeter.com. Again, that's podcast at timpeter.com. As ever, I'd like to thank our sponsor. Thinks Out Loud is brought to you by Solo Segment. Solo Segment focuses on AI-driven content discovery and site search analytics to unlock revenue for your business. You can learn more about how to improve your content, increase your customer satisfaction, and make your search smarter 
by going to solosegment.com. With that, I want to say thanks so much for tuning in. I very much appreciate it. I hope you have a great rest of the week, a wonderful weekend, and I'll look forward to speaking with you here on Thinks Out Loud next time. Until then, and especially with all that's going on in the world right now, please be well, be safe, and as ever, take care, everybody. Thank you.